You are listening to Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda. This podcast is brought to you by Know the Self Mystery School, activating men and women to live with purpose. It was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off your most precious life force, your sexual energy. The mantras we sing in the beginning and end of each episode are ancient Sanskrit prayers to invoke the brightest light of truth and to liberate us from our fears. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. We are having a wonky eclipse. This one is intense. In fact, the last time there was a Gemini full moon eclipse was 2012. 2012. So that was the last time. So it's all about lifetime patterns being basically expelled and stuff coming up and just changing everything. And there's been a lot of, I I feel like the idea of past trauma and just the past, like our, our, our past experiences, I don't know what you want to call it, baggage, whatever. So, um, so, but as far as trauma goes and you, you know, we've talked about this and when we talked with Angelina Dixon, um, and you were talking about your relationship and I'm just, and I know you've had a lot of trauma. Um, and so how do you think this is affecting your relationship? Like the current relationship you're in and how does one, you know, move through and navigate relationships when there's been a lot of uh trauma in the past and we all have trauma yeah it's coming up big time for people right now i think the you know the eclipse always illuminates what we've been hiding or what what needs to come up for healing i know um, for those of you who've been following me, I used to do these retreats on every eclipse and I just had to stop because the amount, <laughs> I mean, it was perfect for all the attendees, which, you know, because you assisted me on many of them. Um, it was perfect for the attendees because the, the energy was so ripe for us to do the shadow work to like clear out and purge. And it was better to like be together during an eclipse in ceremony rather than you know, at home alone, thinking you're just going crazy and you don't know what's going on. So um, eclipses are rough. If you guys have had like some wild eclipse experiences, please share them with us. Um, Because it's fun when we hear each other's to see like, oh, okay, so this is actually the collective experience of the influence of the moon. But um, yeah, I'm personally done with it. (laughs) I feel like... uh, yeah a lot comes up for me and around trauma and relationships yeah it it, it's a tricky um energy to navigate so when 
you know, getting into any relationship, especially if it's not your first love, you come with some baggage, right? I mean, we all have baggage, but if you have- Even with your first love, you have baggage from your relationship <laughs> with your parents, so. Right, and then if you have like sexual abuse in your past or you dealt with um, divorce or betrayals, you know, that all adds to like a, a kind of internal, um, censoring that's like like sensor meaning like it's an internal navigation sensor that kind of gets hyperactive you know so for people in their 40s like ourselves are older sometimes they just stop you know if their relationship ends they're like okay i'm i'm gonna be single for the rest of my life i can't do it anymore because you know you have so many relationship dramas and you just feel like they're breaking you down sometimes so um i think all that's normal I've been tracking myself and my trauma for a long time and noticing like repeating patterns come up, especially around eclipses where I see that, you know, we all have these trigger events, you know, there's something that kind of half triggers the trauma. Like we might even think that we've overcome it. We've worked on it. We've been in therapy about it and, Oh, we don't feel like that anymore, but some behavior or something happens and then there it is again, like right in our face. And sometimes it's hard to discern, you know, if it's actually happening again, like if this is really a, a bad person you're dealing with, or you're, you're in this situation again, or is it just like your paranoia? So for example, like, um, some of my triggers are <laughs> being ignored, because I was severely neglected as a child and as an adult um, by my family. So it was like, if somebody starts ignoring me, like my partner is like, oh, you know, I, I forgot about you or not returning my calls or my texts and things like that. I sometimes think the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's your trigger? Um, I also have that trigger. Um. I think more like more or less actually more specifically for me, I think it would be being dismissed. Right. Yeah. So everybody I think has like that trigger where disrespect is also a big one for me. Like if I feel that someone's not respecting what I've requested and I've repeatedly told them in a nice way, then it's like it hits that that point where you're like, I'm fed up. I've hit my boundary. And, you know, you kind of start flailing out or getting that fight. But I think it's really important for us to notice our triggers and <laughs> discern. So some of my biggest um, issues, because, you know, having a lot of trauma for me is like, I have my gift and my curse all wrapped up in one. So like my trauma mm -hmm. gave me this incredible ability to, to see it beyond the realms. Like, because of the trauma that I endured, I learned to be like hyper vigilant. So I'm, I'm so sensitive. I can tell, you know, if someone in the house wakes up and I wake up, I can tell if my partner in another country is awake or I can feel what they need. I'm, I'm like such a energetic sponge. Like someone just sends me a message and I, I feel it instantly. I don't really need to, you know, communicate or have some strong um, request. I'm just very aware of people's needs, of what they want, their fluctuations. 
but uh, when it comes to my relationships and them like needing their privacy or needing to just like take care of their thing, I can get this hypervigilance that feels like a, can easily turn into like a, a paranoia or feel like I'm neurotic or something. For example, um, like, you know, my boyfriend doesn't, he never remembers his phone. Like he'll leave it in the, I seem to always date guys who have zero connection to their phone. Like they will literally forget about their phone for 48 hours. Like they won't even look at it. They won't even remember where they put it. And here I am somewhere else traveling often, like trying to call. And of course, you know, what do you think? It's like, what are you doing? Who are you with? What are you, and, <laughs> and it could easily lay down like a really bad rabbit hole. And um, yeah, those are some of the things I have to track. So I do have some like ways that I catch myself, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. It's a work in progress. And, but I, I have come a very long way. Yeah. But I see people doing it constantly, like not aware that they're like damaging their relationship. Like they just, you know, like jealousy is a big one you see normally like mm-hmm. acted out in all our soap operas and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then just, I mean, it must get confusing for you because um, like if you sense, you know, that your boyfriend is like hanging out with his sister for example you might think like oh i feel him hanging out with a woman you know but then you it gets confused oh yeah that totally happens (laughs) (laughs) i know i yeah i was thinking like where is he i'm like oh okay he's oh he's talking to a woman oh he's talking about me and i was like suddenly so nervous and and i immediately think the worst because so many bad things have happened to me i start thinking like you know, I never would even think it was his sister. I was just like, who's he talking to? What's going on? And then I call and he doesn't answer. And it's like, <gasps> you know, is he doing something? And then, you know, hours later, the next day, I find out like, oh, he was, that was his sister. And it's sort of like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Oops, uh, my bad. I'd like my, so all of you who are psychic probably know my, you know what I'm talking about. Um, because we sometimes being a seer or being psychic or highly sensitive or highly attuned and women, I mean, all women, we know it's like, Oh, I know he's with someone else right now. Or I, you can sense it. And if you are a seer for a profession, um, then the, the scary part is like, how accurate are you, right? Like how, and when I've learned over many, many years, I, I've known this for probably 20 years that my accuracy around my partners, when it comes to me personally, to see my own, um, like anything that emotionally triggers me, my accuracy is not a hundred percent. And sometimes there's like two or three details that are absolutely true, but then the ones that aren't true are sort of like the defining factors that change the whole story, right? So yes, he's with a woman. Yes, it's late at night. Yes, he's in her house. <laughs> yes, they're having dinner. But then there's like the main point, like it's his sister, you know? <laughs> Oops, like, I know what you're doing. No. <laughs> and so it's easy to like um, go 
get carried away. And I've over the years, I've like caught myself, but it's not always so easy. And I think it becomes harder when, you know, I can't see them. Like if I, if I can hear the voice, I know pretty instantly, like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. But I, most of my boyfriends, yeah, they're like, stop reading my mind. Like, stop, you freak me out. And I don't like that you're in my head. And I'm not, I'm not trying, honestly, like, I don't try. I'm not like, hmm, let me spy on him. No, 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 no. I don't do that. It's totally misusing the energy. But for me, it, it hits me. Like I'm cooking to do to do. And all suddenly I like have anxiety and I'm panicking and I'm like, what's going on? Where's my boyfriend? What's happening? Somebody's talking about me back there, there you know, this, that, <laughs> and then, woof. oh goodness. So yeah. Eclipses always tend to bring this out of me. And I'm starting to notice, I'm like, okay, when the anxiety hits, when the mind starts racing, when I lose patience, like these are times when I seriously have to um, call a sister. So as you can see, we're in the same place right now. (laughs) Yeah, call a sister and like hang out and um, ground ground myself out and do like self-self soothing stuff but I think when we have these unhealed places in us yeah it's all coming up a lot right now to see like to me like the the full moon illuminates it but when there's an eclipse it's like mm-hmm. oh and here's what you thought you you put under the carpet or put in the closet like here's this ugly piece like the really mm-hmm. disturbing part of yourself that you need to like love back into wholeness and I think that's the hardest part is like loving whether it's the toxic shame that you might carry from your abuse or um yeah if you were like a victim like if people were raped or something like we have this kind of shame that we carry inside us and we have to like love that part of ourselves back right can we pause? <laughs> yeah, you're like gonna fall over. Yeah, so in the spiritual community, sometimes people can get obsessed with doing the work, um, you know, and expressing feelings, finding the feeling. So, I mean, is it is it ever enough? <laughs> the work, doing the work? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that... Um, there can be an addiction to healing. And I think a lot of people who get really into following gurus or taking lots of self-help courses and trying to fix themselves and find some perfection, it, it can feel like, or doing like past life regression or going from therapist to therapist or alternative healer to alternative healer, always feeling like something's wrong. Um, it can take a, a lifetime of healing such deep wounds. I know for myself, you know, I was 20 years into self-help and different alternative healers. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I can't, how many years can you just keep rehashing the same childhood wound, something like that. But what the, the truth is that is there's layers and layers and layers and it's like an onion and does it ever end? And I really believe that, it doesn't totally end until we've completely ascended off this plane. Uh, I feel like life is 
is a school. Um, but I do think that it's important to regulate yourself and to find ways. And one of the things I teach in the school, like I know people, they don't, they they start working on themselves and healing and they're like, wow, okay, it's getting worse, you know, because maybe when you start to focus on a pattern, like say you have a trigger, like I do about being ignored or someone lying to you and it starts triggering a bunch of extra emotion and baggage that's obviously not a part of the current situation like it's coming from these past stories i i have this thing i developed like the four stages of inner growth so you can really track it because there's i was always asking myself like am i moving forward or backwards am i actually getting better or worse and so i had to see it in the stages and I really encourage you guys, if if this is you, to write this down. Um, it's also in my book. It's like a pretty graphic. You can download it from the, the workbook that comes with my book, Synchronicity. But um, I'll just share the four stages really quick. The first stage is like noticing that you even have a pattern. You know, so many people don't even think that they have a trigger or a pattern. Um, it could be as simple as like a little white lie you tend to tell. <laughs> um, but once you notice that, trigger and that you actually admit that you have an issue, then you start to see it everywhere. And so stage two is when you're like aware of how often this trigger is like running your life. So you say, Oh, I did it again. Oh my God, I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. And that's the scariest like stage to move through because you think like it's never going to end and you're permanently um, ruined. How many women, you know, that are just like, I'm I'm unlovable because this thing happened to me as a child. And, you know, this is a common story for um, rape and incest survivors. So you see like, oh, I'm, I'm shameful or, oh, this is happening again. Or I was perpetrated again. <laughs> um, the third stage is where it's about to happen. Like the pattern has happened again and the scenes all set up. And so you see like, oh my God, it's gonna happen again but then you change something like you, you take your power back and you're like, actually, I'm going to do something different. So in my case, um, where I'm realizing is like impatience about somebody like listening to me or having empathy with me. And so in that moment, um, you can, you can have a new choice. So the moment you instill the new choice is like, whoa, stage three, I actually have the power to change it. Um, maybe it doesn't have the best outcome, but you did something different. And then stage four is when you've done stage three enough and you keep recovering your power. Stage four is like the, the pattern ceases to exist. Like you don't even remember you had that, that trauma. Um, and so sometimes, you know, when we're feeling, you know, everything moves in a cycle and this is not like a linear path. It, it cycles around. So like, when we grow in our spiritual growth, like, yeah, we might've overcome some trauma, but it's going to show up in a sneakier way in a different scenario. And it's kind of come through like a back door almost where you're not expecting it to see if the trigger is still there. Um, so don't be surprised if that's happening, especially on eclipses. Eclipses, man. <laughs> Such a sort of like, I'm know. in eclipse mode right now. She's in a trance. In case you can't tell. 
Oh my goodness. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. To learn about our life enhancing courses and transformational retreats, you can find us on social media at Know the Self or visit our website, knowtheself.com. See you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Love, sex, and the hidden agenda. Yeah.